Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello and welcome once again. People say that the internet has changed everything, but I say that some things never change. For instance, whether you're selling online or face-to-face, over the internet or you know, down the phone or whatever, people do business with other people. People buy from other people. You sell to other people, even if you're using the internet as the platform. Now, recently, we talked about ways of making extra money online while still keeping your regular job. And some of you have asked for actual examples of how to do this. In fact, some of you have said, well, I know you talked about Amazon and all that, but let's look at some offline ways of doing this. Now, in the days before the internet, which, which I remember, I'm old enough to remember, people did things in, in, in ways, and, and some of those ways still exist, believe it or not. Now, apart from getting, you know, earning extra money, apart from getting a sort of part-time job, which is fairly obvious, you can get a Saturday job. Um, I've had many Saturday jobs in my time. And, you know, we hear about all these vacancies, don't we? You know, the Brexit talk at the moment is all about, you know, we can't fill the, the jobs and we need more people from the EU and other places. So there must be jobs there. For instance, I see people working part time on on sites where they're selling properties and, you know, perhaps they've got their staff that work Monday to Friday, but can't get anybody to do the weekends. I know lots of people have done that and they just sit there, show people around flats. It's not it's not hard work, is it? And it can earn you a bit of extra money. Now, as I said, I mentioned plenty of online stuff like Amazon sales, having a Facebook shop and eBay and, and lots of other things you can do online. But I wanted to give you a few offline ideas for those of you who prefer the more traditional face-to-face sales and, and transactions. Now, over the last 50 or 60 years, I guess, perhaps even further, one of the most popular ways of earning money is to join a network marketing company or multi-level marketing or a direct sales company. Now, where you sell products and or recruit people on a self-employed basis. Now, some of you might say, oh, that network marketing, I don't want to get involved with that. But let, let me just explain. Now, one of the advantages of joining an organization, just a bit like a franchise, really, one of the advantages is that you don't have to do any of the, the, the R&D, the product development, the marketing, the setup, employing staff with offices and all the rest of it. And you should have a, a brand there already that, that has been built for you. So you can basically sign up and get started. Now, in a, in a franchise, usually a good franchise will work for you and, and you have more chances of success on a franchise, say a KFC, than you do opening up your own, you know, Johnny Smith fried chicken. So it, it's a good chance that if you work with an organization, you, you've got a good chance of, of making it if you stick with it and if it's a good company. So don't sort of dismiss these things. Now, some of you might not like selling, but most goods are are sold. You know, you, there's got to be a transaction here. There's got to be some form of uh, somebody coming along and talking. I mean, if you can, if you don't like selling and you can do bookkeeping or do bookkeeping, do bookkeeping. Uh, it's always been a good way. Do some sort of back office service. But I'm talking about something where you you're dealing with customers. 
Okay, so there are lots of advantages, but there are lots of disadvantages as well. For instance, you wouldn't have control over the business as you would in your own business. So the company can change things. They can change product lines. They can put up prices. They can change the commission structure. They can close down and move off to another country. Anything can happen. They can get taken over. So there are disadvantages, but I think in general, the advantages outweigh the disadvantages. And the only reason they'd close the business down if it wasn't working, and that would happen to you anyway. Now, I know people who've made literally millions from network marketing. I met a guy that's made, I think, something like 80 million from a vitamins company. He's been doing it a long time, but I've met him and it's all true. And I've met some of the people in his organization, the key people in Europe in his organization, and they've done extremely well as well. So, you know, there are people who've made millions. Jim Rohn, for instance, made his early fortune working with, with Amway. He doesn't really say that on his speeches, but his mentor, I think, was an Amway distributor. And this this is probably going back to, what, the 50s or 60s, I, I suppose, uh, 60s, 70s. And, um, you know, Amway are still the largest network marketing company in the world. They started in America in the 1950s. Uh, but, you know, I, I know also hundreds of people who've made little or nothing and some have, have lost money through network marketing. This could be for various reasons. Perhaps they've tried it for six months and given up or they've, they've bought a lot of stock and stuff. Um, I still remember the look on the face of a guy that I was with once in, in a restaurant in Swiss Cottage. And, and we were talking to him about at that time, it, water filters was all the rage, I think. And at that time, when this lorry turned up, and, and brought the stuff that he'd ordered. I think he'd ordered a lot of stuff to get up to a certain level. And this big truck turned up, you know, like a articulated truck with a container on the back and they were delivering his his water filters. And I, I think he, he did look slightly nervous when that happened. Uh, but I think in general, you don't need to buy a lot of stuff. You don't, you don't need to fill your garage with stuff as they perhaps used to encourage people to do in, in the past. I think there are some guidelines on that now. So what is the difference between MLM, network marketing and direct sales? Well, the main difference is that network marketing involves recruiting and building a team where you would earn commission from your sales, direct sales and from the sales of your team. And this can go down sometimes five levels or more. So you'd have your recruit and then that person would recruit another person and another person, another person and all the way down through the levels, maybe up to five levels you could earn commission on what's called your downline. And uh, you, you would be the upline, they would be your downline. And the idea is that you build this team a bit like um, you're there and you, you, you recruit three people and they recruit three more and they recruit four, three more and it, and it soon multiplies. That's usually the sales pitch. That if you only recruit two people and they all recruit two people, you know, of course, it doesn't always work out like that. So that's generally the way, whereas direct sales just involves selling products for a commission and you're not paid for any commission or overrides or commissions on the people that you recruit. You're not, you're not a manager, you're just selling. And some people prefer that. It's, it's sometimes a lot simpler. So let's go through some of the direct sales opportunities. Now, there are hundreds of companies out there that still sell low-cost, mostly low-cost products, I'd say, through networks of, of self-employed agents. I say low-cost, it could be 10 pounds, 20 pounds, even five pounds up to 50 or 60, stuff, stuff that you don't need to make a, a big decision on or or go and get finance to do. Now, there are there are direct sales on cleaning equipment and uh, 
I think people are still direct selling types of hoovers for for a thousand pound or more air conditioning. And you can still get those sort of things. Another one is mobility products. A friend of mine sells mobility products. You know, these these sort of wheel wheelchairs, these electric uh, little buggies that go down the, the high street at high speed and, and get you out and knock you out of the way. He sells those stuff and he's doing very, very well. They, they provide him with leads and he goes out. But I'm talking about something more on a part-time self-employed basis. And generally, they're sort of low-cost low cost type of, of products. Now, there are long-established companies. I'll give you an example of a couple of them. One is Betterware and the other is Ann Summers. Now, Ann Summers, you, you may know that the sort of laundry shops, you, you know, you can see in some high streets, but they've been going for years and they've got thousands and thousands of female agents, or now they call them ambassadors, that make a living part time selling their products through what's called the party plan system. Similar to the old Tupperware parties where you invite friends around and, uh, you know, you, you might have a bottle of wine and some knickknacks and snacks and the representative then comes in and presents stuff and you as the host would get a gift or you'd get some commission on any sales that uh, are made on the night. Now, normally these are women, you know, you, you don't get men generally. I, I don't think men are that social. Women are much better at sort of saying, come on, let's have a laugh. Let's, you know, let's come around and do some party plan stuff. And, and they generally go for it. Then, you know, they're open-minded and they'll, they'll buy a few things. And these go on all the time. And believe it or not, and summers, you have a staggering 7,000 parties, not people, 7,000 parties every week in the UK, Ireland, and I think the Channel Islands as well. You know, they've also made the old fashioned sleazy kind of dirty raincoat, you know, sex shops of the 70s far more palatable to the high street. So they've, they've put that major shift, haven't they? And it's worked very well for the company. They're very, very successful. Just give you a brief history on Ann Summers, because I'm very interested in this. Ann Summers started in, the, in about 1970 with shops in the West End of London, and it was acquired by Ralph and David Gold. Some of you may know David Gold through uh, its current chairman of West Ham Football Club, who was Birmingham City, and they, they acquired it in 1981. Jacqueline Gold, the daughter, the parents had split up, but she was trying to find her way in a career and said she needed some management experience. So she came in, um, this is David Gold's daughter, and, and started just working in the company as um, as a, a sort of trainee intern, if you like, on about £45 a week. And she's a fascinating lady because the story goes that, you know, when she was originally introduced to the company on work experience, she says that, you know, the, the whole atmosphere there wasn't very nice. You know, the sex shops weren't very pleasant. They were you know, all, all male dominated, male customers and, you know, coming in to look at magazines and buy, you know, videos and that sort of thing. It was all very you know, down market, if you like, and, and, and not very nice. And the thing changed when she was invited to attend a Tupperware party. A Tupperware was that, you know, they sold all those um, plastic containers and, and you know, it, it was to keep food fresh and that sort of thing. Now you can buy them in pound band and that sort of thing. But in those days, it was quite a new thing. And she went to this Tupperware party and immediately saw the potential of selling their firm's laundry and, and sex toys, if you like, through the party plan system in the privacy, you know, through women, selling it to women in the privacy of their own home. Now, her genius idea took off and, you know, literally changed everything for the company and, and for her. The company now has 144 retail outlets across UK, Ireland and the Channel Islands and Spain. And Jackie Gold is reputedly worth 500 million. I've met Jackie Gold a couple of times. She's a very nice lady, uh, very straight talking and obviously very knowledgeable, but you know, quite humble considering what she has, has achieved for that company. 
Now, just go through Betterware, for instance. Betterware is another interesting company. Uh, they started in East London around about the 1920s, and they still sell basic hardware and little household gadgets like different kinds of hooks and little things for the house and the kitchen. And they still sell those gadgets through their army of, um, I think they've got around 7,000 agents. And, and these agents will distribute a brochure and they'll just leave a brochure in the letterbox or on the doorstep. And in the brochure will be a, a, um, a little order form saying, you know, if you'd like to order something, just tick the, you know, write the items you want and, and leave a check in there. OK, and I'll be back next Tuesday to, to pick it up. And so there's no high pressure thing. You're not knocking on doors saying, you know, would you like to buy these brushes or this soap? It's very low key kind of stuff. And then they go back. And they say, if you don't want the brochure, leave it on the doorstep and, you know, nothing more. So the, the agent goes back, collects the, the brochure and, and, the, and the order form. And then, you know, if they've got the money. The, the order will be then delivered and ordered and delivered by the, the agent who, who then earns a commission. Now, I know a bit about this because years ago, my partner had a better way around. I think there's another company called Clean Easy that do a similar type of thing. And uh, she, she, she did OK. She sold a few products. It was very much a part time thing. I don't think it was, you're ever going to get rich on it. But her sort of supervisor was doing very well because she became an area supervisor and she was managing quite a large team and she was making a very good living indeed. So it depends how far you want to go with these things. What we're talking about here is part time jobs that you can do on the side while still keeping your your regular job. You could run a better way around in the evening on a Saturday, a couple of hours on a Sunday, just, just as much as you want, really. Same thing with the and summer's idea. You could have one or two parties a week. And, and just roll it on from there. So there's lots of ways of, of doing that kind of direct sales. Now, network marketing is a different kettle of fish. It's also called multi-level marketing and, and referral marketing as well. And it's a marketing strategy for the sale of products or services through a network of self-employed agents. And part of the revenue then is distributed through the agent. So they don't have shops, they don't have wholesalers and retailers, they, everything is sold through the agent. So it goes straight from the top to the agents. And it should be that most of the revenue from the sales should be distributed to the agents. Uh, although the company obviously still makes a, a good profit. Uh, most of these companies are privately owned. Uh, I think Amway still probably is. Lots of them are, are privately owned companies and they're usually debt-free, very successful for businesses. So it's it's distributed through the agents, almost like a pyramid type of system, and they call it a binary compensation plan. Now, I won't go into, into the ins and outs of a binary compensation plan, but I don't want to get confused when I say pyramid style to get confused with a, a pyramid system. This is not one of the pyramid systems that are illegal. A pyramid system would mean that you're just literally recruiting people to to get money off of them and then they recruit more people to get more money off them. And, you know, there's no real product there. It's just a, a literary pyramid system. Somebody ends up losing out at the end of the day. And that could be compared to almost a Ponzi scheme, if you like. Now, in, individual compensation plans might differ. But the basic principle, as I said earlier, is you can earn money from two sources. One is from sales on your own product. And second is earning commission based off on the wholesale purchases of the distributors you have recruited or your recruits have recruited down the line in your network or downline. Now, as I said, the overhead should be low, so the commission should be quite generous and uh, it, it should all go down through the agent. So you as the upline might have several people in your downline. 
on the first level and they've recruited people on the next level. So you learn a certain amount on the first level down, maybe a bit less on the next level down and a bit less on that, that level down further on. But the guy I was talking to you about that's made millions has got something like, I think it's 80,000 people in his overall downline, which means, you know, he's just earning an absolute fortune. So I think all he does now is just keep things ticking over. He goes and does conferences. He always looks strange enough, very happy. Uh, his name is Jeff and he, he lives in Florida, bought his mama house, bought, bought his all his family houses, he's bought cars for his family. You know, he's really living the life, if you like, but not everybody makes it in, in that respect. I know people have made a reasonable level doing, doing it. They've recruited people, uh, a small team and they're, they're doing OK. The biggest problem I, I'd say with this is that most people just give up too soon. They get disheartened. They try it for a few months and you know, perhaps their team leaves them and you know, the initial family and friends that they recruited don't make it and they, they just get disheartened and stop. Now, there are companies like, I mean, you may have heard of companies like Herbal Life, vitamin companies made billions selling supplements via MLM. Uh, Amway, I've also mentioned, they're all sort of household products, soaps and you know organic stuff and, and all that sort of stuff. Another very well-known one, one of the earliest ones was Avon, an American company, been around for, I, I, I think, since in this country, perhaps since the 60s, uh, selling cosmetics and stuff through a network of female agents. Um, I know people have made a pretty good living, modest living selling Avon products. So now if you're going to go into any of these companies, direct sales or, or, or marketing, I'll give you five things to look for in, in the company. OK, very quickly then. One, is the company financially stable? If the company is signing up with should be financially stable, otherwise it won't be around for the longer term. I've seen this in the past. I've seen companies come over from America and you know this is going to be the next big thing and getting on the ground floor. And there were like thousands of people in the room all eager to sign up. And, you know, a few months later, nothing happened. It went bust or it, it um, you know, they, they didn't get the product line that they thought. And so I've seen this before. I've seen lots of companies come and go. But the, the more established companies seem to sort of stay there and, you know, they're, they're around for the longer term because your future commission, your future downline and all your earnings are tied up in that company. So you don't want to get involved with some fly by night company. Now, you can usually check out the company. This this can be difficult with some of the companies are private companies, but you can do a lot of Internet searches. OK, so that's the first thing. Look at the stability of the company. Second, is it a reputable company and is it a member of any organizations, trade bodies such as the direct sales association again look up the company how long they've been going what's the the, the general mood out there what, what what sort of reviews are they getting look out for the, the viability of their product range whether you know you're not you they're making any wild claims that you're going to get rich quick how much money you can make whether it's a good you know good compensation scheme and whether they require you to purchase large amounts of stock up front or very very expensive starter kits that's that's something I, I always watch out for if, if you've got somebody that is saying like, you've got to spend two or three hundred pounds on this probably you're just their sale you know they're, they're, they're not really interested in building your team they're just trying to sell stuff to you third thing then is to look for the the repeatability of the products do they sell a product which is repeatable has that repeatability is likely to be bought on a regular basis for instance if the company is selling vitamin supplements or utilities like phones and electricity and that sort of thing then there's a very good chance that the customers will come back buy more and they'll just tick over and could stay with you for years so that that's very important rather than one-off purchases number four does the company have a fair and understandable compensation plan this is the commission structure so make sure you understand the compensation plan some of them can be really complex you know some of them 
I would say that a lot of the agents don't really fully understand the plan, but make sure it's not some pseudo pyramid scheme where there's not a real product there and you're, you're, you know, you're just flogging things for the sake of it. And number five, now pyramids, by the way, are illegal in the UK and, and America and most countries, but there's still countries where they operate. So if you listen to this um, in some parts of Asia, there may still be pyramid schemes around. Okay. Number five, are the products any good? You know, do the products have any legs? You know, the old saying that you can't make a silk purse out of a pig's ear. That's still true with products. No matter how good you are selling, how good the compensation plan is, if the products are rubbish or they're just completely overpriced and, you know, forget it. You know, you've got to have something there, some substance. Now, often people are so eager to get rich quick that they often overlook the, the actual product. Oh, what's the product then? You know, this is a great compensation plan. Oh, what's the product? Oh, don't worry about that. You know, so make sure they've got a real product that you think can sell that you'd be, you'd want to use yourself that you think your friends would want to use. Don't sell something that you're not proud of. If you like, I, I, I will say, you know, you've got to believe in, in what you're doing. So make sure it's, it's something that of quality. Uh, if it's, if it's slightly over, you know, more expensive than say the local Tesco's, maybe there's a reason for it. Is it, is it higher quality? Does it have an organic feature? Does it, you know, is it safer than, you know, some of the detergents you might use? You know, you know, you know what I mean? So, Network marketing companies that I found that have stood the time have a really good product range, a good consumer product range, and, you know, with a reasonable entry level so that everyone can buy something. I think that's it, really. Look at those five things. Is the company stable? Number two, is it a reputable company? Number three, repeatability of the products. Number four, does the company have a fair and understandable compensation plan? Five, are the products any good? Do they have legs? Uh, now, you've got to make your own decision, do your own research. For goodness sake, do your research. Don't just jump in because a friend of yours said, come and join us. And, you know, there are thousands of companies out there selling all sorts of products and, and services, not just products and knickknacks, but services. Sometimes they, they could be utilities or, or other types of services. Find the one that suits you best. Find that something that, that, you know, you feel confident talking about. Now, the other thing you can do is some people sign up as an agent because they just wish to purchase those specialized products themselves. I'm an agent um, for a vitamins company because I've used their vitamins for years. I don't really uh, recruit people. I'm not interested in running it as a business, but I, I just buy their products and I get it at, at a, an automatic discount. Now, I would add that I'm not really, really promoting any of these schemes. I'm not an agent for Amway or Avon or, or Ann Summers, you know, uh, so I'm just giving those as examples. Now, if you want to get into anything, you should always take legal and accountancy advice before entering into any business transaction. Uh, that's just the legal disclaimer, if you like. I'm just giving you information here, you know, for informational purposes and for entertainment. But, you know, I'm just giving you some ideas and some basic things you could do on the side to compensate the income from your job, because that you know, may not go up in line with your lifestyle and your expectations. However, if you do want to know more about how you can specifically earn from specific companies, a little bit of money extra on the side, just through any of those companies, you want an introduction to that, just drop me a line at charles at charleskelly.net. So I hope that's been useful to you. Good luck and uh, keep earning that extra money. And remember what I said in the last episode that you can only save so much money by cutting back and, and saving on this, that and the other. It's a bit like you know, accountants that take over firms and, you know, they cut back on the manufacturing, they cut back on the research, they cut back on the sales team and the marketing. And they say, oh, we've saved this money and the share price has gone up. But then what are they left with? You know, is, you remember when Apple, when Steve Jobs was thrown out of Apple and, the, and these 
kind of bean counters came in, it almost destroyed the company. It needed someone like him to come back with the flair and the, and the new products and, and the ideas. So it's the same thing with you, you as you incorporated or me incorporated. I can only save so much by cutting back. And, you know, when you've saved money in your mortgage and you've saved on this and saved on that, what you really need to do then is to generate income. And that's what Grant Cardone said. You'll get more wealthy by generating more income than you will trying to save and cut coupons. So this is why I've given you some real life and practical examples of earning some extra income on the side, but you have to decide what's best for you. So thanks for listening and bye for now. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 